You, you are, now are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back <laughs> to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio broadcast brand new and ready for your ears and what we're here to do is bring you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses which is a mix of old and new school hip-hop soul funk jazz reggae and more as well as news commentary and at times here and there interviews in the mix you got myself dj fusion on the music goodness and commentary ends and on the side you got my bro who's doing the same thing let me have him go ahead and introduce himself Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen of the whole wide world, back again, Fusebox Radio, of course, rock, again, rocking on, Black Hawk, I saw raw, Faith, peace, and praises to the Creator Most High, thank you for us being here and having a day to live by, yes, indeed, what's the deal, Fusion? Um, doing pretty good, doing pretty good, glad to, um get another new show in the mix more so a new show with the both of us on here doing some commentary because um the past few months and weeks have been hectic to say the least but uh we're definitely glad to have an audience old and new have been checking out our archive shows we've been putting on recently and um some of the new mixes that have been on um here and there and um in our particular home base area which we'll be getting into in the commentary um arena yeah, um, it's it's been hectic here. It's been hectic here, but oh, uh, no. we are here to do what we do, and um, like all independent media should strive to do, which is to bring you know their own voice and viewpoint onto different subject matters, and on the music end, just bring in some different grooves and stuff. Because there's been a lot of um interesting new music that's been dropping from um different arenas. So let's go right on ahead and um slide into things. Um, first and foremost, shout out to all the folks who've been listening to us from the very beginning since 98 well, the New Jersey airways at Rutgers U Radio to the present where we're yeah. blessed enough to be syndicated in different spots internationally whether it's on your favorite FM radio dial internet radio station, podcast or cultural website and shout out to all the new folks who um, whether it's via recommendation, stumbling onto us, whatever, who um been listening to us and been um, sticking by us we deeply appreciate that now, for folks who are new to what we do, um, let me just break down how we do each and every show, 99.9% of the time. At the beginning, we do our Fusebox Radio promotional spiel, talk about upcoming events, people are going to be involved in, how to check us out on the web, so forth and so on. And afterwards, we get into a bit of um, a commentary section in regards to just some of the news things that have popped up in our brain, from serious stuff to popular culture to talk about. And then myself and the Sara go ahead and get into... Um, just the various music mix into things with a little bit of commentary here and there from outside sources, such as Black Agenda Report, um, with Glenn Ford and them, shout out to them, as well oh, no. as the um, folks over at the, excuse me, Black University Radio Network with um, Lamar Blackman and those crew. So let's go right on ahead and slide into stuff because we're going to try to touch base on quite a few things on the commentary in this time um people who've been listening to the podcast part um and shout out to everybody who's been giving commentary on that actually um i gave a bit of a brief commentary that kind of rambled for a little bit when the baltimore situation was just going on 
and I definitely want us to talk about that along with some other stuff that went down. So, um, yeah, man, let's go ahead and get into some, some things. You can always check out what's going on with the syndicated Fusebox Radio broadcast family at our official website, which is FuseboxRadioOnline.com, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com, our official blog site, which within the past month or so, we finally got to do a nice design change and stuff and layout change, definitely check that out. That's uh, blackradioisback.com. And if you want to check us out via the social networks, the vast majority of them end with slash Fusebox Radio. So, for example, twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. Our official Facebook like page, which we're getting a lot more interaction with, which is cool. We definitely want to get more folks on board with that, is facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, one word. If you want to join my personal page, it's facebook.com slash Radio. And if you want to check out the Fusebox Radio broadcast via your favorite music streaming service or podcast service, we are on quite a few of them, including iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, PodBay FM, and plenty, plenty more. If you can remember any of this stuff, just because, hey, just search for Fusebox Radio broadcast via your favorite search engine of choice, and a whole bunch of lovely links will pop up. And you will see where we are at. Got to do a few quick um, shout-outs from some past events that people have been involved in. Shout-out to the folks over at the National Cherry Blossom Festival for having us there once again at the no Tidal doubt. Basin stage a few months back. Shout-out to the folks at the 2015 Dick Sporting Goods Pittsburgh Marathon. I was over there last weekend doing some stuff on the course, and that was definitely cool. Um, we got a few extra things going on that we're just trying to lock down some contractual stuff on, but we'll be announcing that as time goes by. And also on the press end, people have been getting busy on that front with the writing and photography, so we got to shout out to folks over at the Broccoli City Festival that just went down in Washington, D.C. over at the Gateway Center a few weeks back. That was definitely a cool event. Shout out to the folks over at the 2015 Global Citizen Earth Day Festival. Um, we were in the mix on that end as well on the press end. And yeah, more and more of them coming down the pipeline with that. So we'll definitely let people know where we're at. And if you happen to run into us and just want to say, hey, that's definitely all good. I know that um, I'm going to be doing some press up over at the awesome kind of event for my comic book lovers over at the Washington Convention Center doing Memorial Day weekend. No doubt. So, see a short black person, I'll probably have some Fusebox radio-affiliated thing on me at least during one of those days on top of flyers and stuff with my camera and everything. Come through and say, hey, some of our fellow podcast friends from the area are actually doing some panels there during that weekend that I hope to slide through to besides, you know, doing the coverage and, of course, buying my own comic books and toys because, yes, I'm in my 30s. I still like comic books and toys whatever that's just how life goes and life works so but yeah that's um pretty much it on that end so let's go right ahead and um get into this commentary section as i briefly stated before last week i did a bit of a commentary in terms of the situation that's happening right around our way here in baltimore maryland and to do a very, very brief summary, a young man by the name of Freddie Gray passed away while in police custody. And it wasn't just the fact that he passed away, it's the fact of how he passed away, which was after what they call a rough ride where you'll be shackled up and they don't strap you in so people can like turn and ride you around and stuff and you get banged up. Now, in this particular case, this young man didn't just get 
banged up, which is already an indignity since I don't care if you're a criminal or not, you don't deserve all of that to have stuff go down. But this young man ended up coming out with a broken spine, a broken voice box, and other types of things where if you're not completely blind, something ain't right about that. Something bottom line period ain't right about that. And the area of Baltimore, Maryland has had issues for quite some time in terms of the disparity of people in regard to issues of race and class, especially almost more so in the realm of socioeconomic opportunity for different populations over there. And with this during the past week, I it's one of those situations where it's almost just tiring to talk about this stuff. And Asara and I, you know, talk, and it's just there like, it would be nice to just wake up one week and not see that somebody has something dumb happen to them via a member of law enforcement. No doubt. Because of their race or their sex. Like, black men especially, but also black women have been getting it real hard. And it's more publicized now, which I think is good, but it also I think really shows how ingrained in some people institutional racism is. And institutional privilege is. And not just with quote unquote white people, with people of all races, including some African Americans and black Americans. And whatnot. Since one of the things I've personally noticed, especially since um for those who don't know, I'm more on the front lines in terms of our social networks. Like to advocate that people should get fair treatment should not make anybody pissed off. That's right. It shouldn't be insulting. It shouldn't make you mad. And as I said during last weekend's commentary, I'll go so far to say that if you are related to somebody in law enforcement or know somebody in law enforcement, you're like, this is a cool individual, they don't break no rules, they ain't harass nobody, this is actually getting the real criminals off the street and actually helping people and that's it, you should care about this almost more than anybody else. Because every time these stories happen, that stereotypical blue wall of silence, blue wall of protection comes up. Even if a law enforcement member is a piece of dirt. And that makes everybody look bad. Much less not help out the community as a whole. Now, with the Freddie Gray situation, and I feel embarrassed to even have to say this, since for one, Maryland's my home state. I'm originally from uh, Maryland, more so southern Maryland in the northern area. But, you know, I have friends, family, other people I know who are up around that way. It's... It's the fact that this time around, people actually look like they're going to have to go to trial. And with this particular case, what kind of kills you is that the same patterns are repeating themselves, which is that first people have to ask for justice. Then they got to start making talk and noise about justice. And then, part of my language, shit usually had to get torn up before people actually try to do it. This shouldn't have to be happening in the 21st century. It it shouldn't have to be that a riot, as it were, had to go down to have somebody like, wait a minute, maybe we should pay attention to something that's systematically been going on for ages. And even within Baltimore last year, um, the Baltimore Sun did a huge expose talking about that almost $6 million had to be paid out for police harassment situations. Hmm. And, you know, whether it was beatings, killings, things of that sort. So you would think even on the economic level, Baltimore would have learned its lesson. Which means something institutionally is there to have this stuff occur. 
and that more often than not people go ahead and get away with things now one of the talks that i know that really piss a bunch of people off is the aspect of why aren't you being the one to tell people not to riot i can only speak for myself on this i don't like the idea of having to destroy anything however as a student of history and as a regular person i can't act like i don't understand what people get pissed if things reach a boiling point even dr martin luther king jr who has been always used by a certain population to try to pacify people in the wrong way knew that a riot is the voice of the unheard yeah. and when you keep telling try to tell somebody something and they don't listen most of the time you know there's going to be a point where somebody's going to snap and that's what happened in Baltimore and the funny thing is that didn't happen until a certain situation got set up for it to happen you had to think about the weekend before that went down the Nation of Islam went into the town and plenty of international media covered this and they actually set up a truce between the Bloods and the Crips because people were like this is bigger than whatever nonsense we got going on right now we got to get real justice because even if we're doing some criminal stuff we ain't supposed to just get shot in the street and die we ain't supposed to get beat like dogs so you got to think that type of thing happened for people who aren't familiar with the Maryland DC metro area uh, people did a vastly majority peaceful protest that went down to where the money is in Baltimore which is what the area they call the inner harbor which is where our national um baseball league team the baltimore orioles play as well as a whole bunch of tourist stuff goes down the dirt from the baltimore pd got put into a public spotlight no no and then black folks uniting as a whole always scares people that's right since the inception of this country it scared people so when you think about that the element they call quote unquote the worst or the dirt or whatever which actually back in the day if you want to really get into blood and crip history um, those were originally spin-off civil rights organizations before they got to their other stuff. That's right. So you gotta think when they got together with an organization that still scares the hell out of some folks, that's that's not a that's not a narrative that most people like to push. No, no. Black unity and justice is not that narrative. However, getting a whole bunch of young, pissed off black folks who were let out of school and didn't have their public transportation shut down to even get home and having those young people get confronted by riot police, that was a setup for failure, and unfortunately, some people fell into that trap. But again, I can't act like I don't understand that when people get pissed, people get pissed. And also, it was very purposeful that they blocked off all those folks in the section of West Baltimore. Which part of that didn't have it been rebuilt since about 40, 50 years ago, when there were riots back then. And, um, whatnot. And... It's a very weird thing to see how respectability politics has really infected people like a, like a virus. Like, well, if, you know, if everybody just quiet and meek, you know, everything will be all good. I'm like, um, American history has always dealt with nonviolent protests and violent protests. With the violence usually coming after people don't try to pay attention to you when you're peaceful. Yep. And whatnot. It's, it's all a direct corollary. And when you try to keep trying to find random excuses to treat black people like they're lower than dogs, like PETA will save more animals than more humans will save black folks. No, no. 
when that type of thing happened it's like what do you expect to go down and then when you see even the local news narrative here make it seem like a broken window at a CVS is more important than a black life what do you expect to happen like oh look at the look at the cafe that got torn down. Look at the big corporation CVS that broke down. So forth and so on. Not even necessarily focusing on a lot of local businesses, which if you cared about Baltimore, you probably care about that a little more. I'd assume. Like stuff like that. Stuff like that is very very weird. And then of course, now that we have more of a social network tied in world and everything else, these protests became national. And that made more noise, and that was what—that's the thing, along with the peaceful protest, that finally got things to occur. And of course, you know, politicians are politicians. First, they screwed up, then they realized they got the backlash, and then they wanted to be all about let's make everything equal. The, ba- the mayor of Baltimore was an embarrassment. The new governor of Maryland, who was um, the first Republican governor over forty-something years, he was an embarrassment. Because the first thing you're going to do is, like, you're going to paint that entire population as thugs? As criminals? Because let's be honest, thug is the new N-word on the news right now. (laughs) You know, look at those thugs. Look at what they're doing. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? And... There's a history behind that word also, even. I think that was a, a term that the British had used. Mm-hmm. Toward um, the um, Indian resistance, you're absolutely that, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, who used to smoke reefer also, but they were um, a resistance movement in India uh, who who stepped into the realm of violence. No doubt, no doubt. So you got to look at all these elements of stuff that went down, and then also there was some little embarrassment from some of these um, companies too because. During that particular time of um, said riots, there was a curfew that went down. So essentially, you know, martial law for grown folks. And the embarrassment got real since, A, Baltimore City and Baltimore County, for those who don't know, are two different things. Baltimore County, which is majority white and affluent, had no lockdown. Baltimore City, which is majority black and working class on up, did. So that in itself was a big thing, and you know you had some people who showed the issues via again social networking is a is a beautiful thing at times where they show parts of town where they were just like, hey guys, you know y'all got y'all got to go back inside. It's 10 p.m. and then there's black folk getting pepper sprayed and knocked upside the head after 10 p.m. in other parts of town. You had um, the school system was closed for one day, and for people who never dealt with being you know, on the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum, you have kids who, they, if they ain't going to school, they might not have a meal or two per day. So the school systems were closed, and volunteer organizations and other community organizations built stuff up to try to help out those kids. But you had corporations feeding the National Guard who were there for the curfew. That's right. And to quote-unquote protect the various parts of the city, including like Five Guys, Whole Foods, and stuff like that. And of course, again, we're in a social networking world, they had to be um, embarrassed to, to stop doing that. Like, oh, look at these guys who are who who, who are who are protecting the city. Like, yeah, y'all couldn't like you know throw a sandwich towards some kids who ain't do nothing. Because e- even if you believe that property damage is quote unquote more important than people, you should be there like that ain't everybody who's doing it. That's right. But 
you know, I digress. Now, with all of this and with the extra promo going on, and quite frankly, with us getting into tourist season, Baltimore didn't want didn't want to have it be like fire and flames all day. And they actually have one person in government actually seemed to have some sense to want to get some work done, which is um, the Baltimore DA, uh, Miss Mosley. Shout out to her. Um, young black lady who got voted in during the past um, election cycle um, for people who try to talk trash about her literally like has five generations of law enforcement whether it's police or other stuff in her family and whatnot. and they went and did their investigation and now at least at the present we have six police people that have charges on them they're now currently out on bail but they have charges on them ranging from everything from murder to a whole bunch of other stuff. No, no. And for people who are just there like, oh, I, I bet it's just like black versus white. No. Three black cops, three white cops. All blue. All that blue wall that, that made it seem like everything was cool to do that. And it's kind of, it's actually it is very sad in 2015 it's the type of thing we had to celebrate. Like somebody actually did their damn job. They looked at the comments and said, look, something bad went down. You need to go through the system like everybody else has to go through the system. Now, and of course, the Fraternal Order of Police over there are trying to complain and whine. Because holy crap, they actually got a charge. And they didn't go through a secret jury or whatever. They're trying to get um, the DA off the case and other types of rotten nonsense. But um, we got to a first step, and that first step didn't come from being quiet. It didn't come from being weak. It didn't come from, you know, waiting for for Master to pat you on the head and say, okay, I'm going to treat you like a human being today. It came from the natural American tradition and the black American tradition of protest. Of multifaceted protest, of multifaceted making noise, whether it's on the streets, in the boardroom, um, in the current age, via the net, whatever, engaging in the conversation to be allowed about to even get attention to it. All these respectability politicians, type, you know, minorities who, you know, are a little too used to trying to be the quote-unquote good one towards white folks need to, need to stop playing games. And honestly, to me, those people are more the enemy now than, than the blatant racist. Because those are the ones the blatant racist point to at their, at their black friend, at their Latino friend, at their Asian friend. Who's like, oh, it's just because they're lazy, because that's a good one. And, um, yeah, on Facebook and Twitter, when everything went down, I talked to all the trash in the world, and I, and I backed up. Said all the folks who were just there, like, y'all are being too radical, y'all should be quiet, is that, and the third, you played yourselves. Besides the aspect of, this is literally a radio show that's only owned by myself, and it's all raw. Y'all ain't paying our bills. So, you ain't going to silence a damn thing from what people are saying because you feel insecure about something or you got to look at something beyond your own viewpoint because another thing that came through that I've personally noticed and maybe just because I've lived a life where I've had Jack to be able to do pretty decent is that just because you as an individual might be doing decent doesn't mean everybody else of your ethnicity is doing decent no doubt everybody else of your race is doing decent and to like just diss other people so you can feel better about yourself is very short-sighted and selfish and just crappy. No doubt. You know, 
And for some people who try to come at folks sideways, I'm like, I knew when some of y'all ain't have nothing. Now because you're in the suburbs, you're going to look down on somebody else? You don't want to afford them an opportunity? You don't think that other folks should have more chance for education or whatever have you? Because, yes, there's going to be criminals. There's going to be people who do crappy things, but why should you judge everything off of those few people? Why not give everybody the equal chance that it's supposed to be so American with the quote-unquote pulling up your bootstraps and all that, you know, other propaganda? It's bigger than all of us combined. We wouldn't be at the place where we are right now if it wasn't for a whole bunch of other people caring about folks besides themselves. So, but, um, yeah, man, Baltimore has a long, long way to go, and I I'm hoping it's all for the best. That's something I always hope. And, oh, one last quick side note on my end. Shout out to all the people who are getting more and more aware in terms of how this corporate media system works. No doubt. Because it was pretty great to, like, check out some of these stations and other places and see average folks talking about, y'all are trying to make this look like it's worse than it is. No doubt. Y'all are trying to make us look crazy. See, like, people get up in Geraldo's face and, and bark out at him and other people. To see, you know, um, one of the um, council folks over on CNN talking about, look, y'all need to stop saying thugs. Either say nigger or keep it moving. And that's what he literally said. They were like, oh, no, 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 we don't mean that. He's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Anyway, I'm like, you know, people have people been dropping them truth bombs and checking stuff out and, you know, seeing more and more and more that, you know, indie media and certain parts of international media and other sources tend to be the better way to go because when you see people trying to spin an automatic narrative of it's a whole bunch of wild and crazy negroes over there they deserve to get treated badly and people are getting hip to it and finding ways to get more stuff out there that's cool because that's a thing that is a foundation we need to always have regardless but I think that's the thing that's going to inevitably have to change how some of this corporate media thing goes and um what not so um that um, is definitely cool but yeah go on ahead there bro I was just going to say briefly, because you covered a, a, a big area, um, that, um, you know, we live in a binary world where we have left, right, hot, and cold. And there's people who are nonviolent and there's people who are violent. And so, as she broke down, you know, I think, you know, as being a student of history also, that that's how things work. You know what I'm saying? People still know from when they were kids until they when they're when they're adults. When they're on a job, playground, feet or wherever they're at. If a person feels not everybody is like this, but the majority of people are. That if they feel that you're a physical threat to them or they can take advantage of you or they can whoop your ass. They act different towards you than if than in reverse, mm-hmm. you know, and that happens to the child kid in the sandbox, and it happens on the corporate level. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you have some people learning, uh, um, um, fight fight training and and weightlifting for that reason. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, or you know, having to incorporate certain things with this. Because of the nature of man, you know what I'm saying? Nature of most. But, you know, so, you know, 
if, if they're going to feel that they're going to take try to take the advantage, whether that's city government, state government, local government, or, or individuals, then there's going to be something, you know, and the National Guard coming out with more of that. So, you know, that's just a part of the protocol and how, you know, things are done. You know, we've done in Newark, Detroit, and other places when people were doing NBC. So, but yeah, so it's good that there were people who had souls who understood that these individuals need to be prosecuted. And um, that's a good thing, you know, for, for them not to have been brought up on something. And then also for the, you know, somebody to go to jail. You know, we'll, you know, we'll, at least they've gone through, they're going through this and, and it wasn't like brushed aside like it was in Ferguson. You know, that's a credit to the, um, hardworking and not necessarily just hardworking, but good natured people who work, who work in the law enforcement or the, um, law enforcement community. You know, because it could have went the way of, um, of the winner Ferguson. Now, of course, somebody got in jail, so they ain't done yet. But, you know, it, it, it took a certain a degree of good naturedness <laughs> for people to have seen that and recently gone to a big up to everybody, particularly um, the black female lawyers who are in there making it hot, making it happen. And um, for, for truth, not for black people, but just for truth. You know what I'm saying? And that's a good thing. God bless them and their, them and their families. And um, yeah, basically that's about it on my end. Oh no, no, oh yeah, and also that um, that um, you know, you, I'm not saying I'd have been one of the brothers out there, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna be the one that's saying that they were wrong, partially because of knowing human nature, and then also for knowing history. And like, you know, I said, if you don't back up, you know, for somebody think they can take advantage of you from human to human level, a lot of times they'll do it. You know, and that's government or institution, race or, or, or class or any other situation towards people, then it's the same thing. Alright? No doubt, no doubt. And, um, yeah, just on a quick note of this before we get into some other stuff. Of all of these things when people are just there like, why are black people so mad? Why are other people so mad? Because it keeps happening. Why do people keep getting quote-unquote radicalized? Which is kind of weird that one to be treated as an equal citizen is being radical, but okay. It's like because the system ain't working. It's not working and things can either go one way or the other. They can be nice and chill or they can get a little crazy. And more and more people are getting hip to the fact of sometimes you got to be a little crazy when people are taking you being chill. So this country needs to go ahead and pay some attention and listen to things. And um, speaking of um, this quick note with Baltimore, I noticed that um, the ACLU is trying to make sure that some of the kids who are rioting or were involved don't get suspended or expelled. Because here's something that's a little crazy about the Baltimore system. I wanted to bring up um, the superintendent when everything was going down was like, yeah, we're going to do our best to find out who was involved in this and blah, 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 and whatever. Now, once you be able to sit back and look at stuff and think that 
none of this type of thing should be happening and all of that because of um excuse me because it wasn't in the school system what would if you are in school what does that matter that they were outside doing whatever whatever on that particular level but um yeah people are trying to do the political thing and whatnot and try it on that end and that's a very uh interesting and weird situation so i'm hoping aclu works things out and things go all right on that particular portion of things oh and also on the baltimore end too um prince is supposed to be doing a show this weekend in baltimore to raise money for various youth organizations and other things so shouts out to him um for that and um i know jay-z service just got tied into that with um streaming i think about at least an hour of it via their service for free so while i'm going to actually get into being a little questioning about title in a minute but not because of this i got to give them some credit um for that and whatnot and one other quick side note on the end of things with baltimore um seeing how people treat black families is very interesting when it comes to wanting to use black families to make them be quiet like I know people showed the footage of the um black lady, you know, dragging her kid out of the um riot situation. Yeah. And they made it the big thing talk about, oh, she's mother of the year, whatever, whatever, whatever. And on one level, I mean, I talked to my mom, my other my aunt and my other relatives about this. And they were like, Look, if I saw you on T V getting ready to get into something and I know that the cops are already been acting funny style like I'm going to pull you out of there. Like, I'm not going to, I mean, I can't necessarily say if I'm going to beat the hell out of you or whatever. But they're like, I can understand their worry. And on that particular end, I have an understanding. But I also don't like the aspect of any other day they would have said that black woman was abusive. If they saw a black lady grabbing up her kid and hitting him inside the head and yelling at him, they would have been like, them black folks don't even know how to treat their own. But when it was in terms of being quiet and just accepting how a system was, whether you are for violence or nonviolence, all of a sudden she's mom of the year. She the best thing ever. I'm like, hmm, that's suspect. Also, there was a group of parents where they told their kid who was caught in one of the pictures to turn himself into the police. Dig this. This kid had a higher bail than all the cops did. Who got implicated in the death of Freddie Gray. Think about how crazy that is. That one of these kids got a half million dollar bail. And each of the police had a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bail. Kinda weird. It's kinda weird. But yeah, that's um it on that particular yep. end. But it, it it shows how funny style some of this stuff is, man. It shows how funny style some of this stuff is. Um next up on the mix here. Um, speaking of this is this because we're on this particular situation. Speaking of police brutality in race situations, there was a situation in Chicago that happened and went on for quite some time. Where right now, um, they have a settlement with folks from the 70s and 80s where they're paying about six million dollars to different people who were victimized. Really by um the police mm-hmm. um my other computer is freezing on me it's trying to pull up the story right now 
But in short summation, um, this was a situation that happened for over 20-something years. There was um, one um, policeman and um, his crew that were literally beating in false confessions and all types of stuff to people. Um, these folks were literally being tortured into oh, confessions, wow. and these were, you know, majority black Americans and whatnot, all of this went down with. So when sometimes, and I think sometimes most of us could get caught into a trap of thinking that, well, that's something that's happening over there. That's that's not happening where, where we at. So, so stuff is cool. And it obviously is not that way. And I think it's another story when people are just there like, oh, well, that just happened over there, or those people must, must have deserved to have that happen because they were criminals and they got involved in crime. It's like, no, this is, again, a reason why people get pissed off. It's just more now that the stuff that used to maybe be more antidotal, when somebody would tell a story about it, it's being proven. And I think that almost makes people even more pissed off when that happened. Because you're sitting here like, now you got footage of different people like the um, brother in South Carolina who got shot when he was running with his hands up. And that was caught on high-definition video. And the only reason why that particular cop right now was going through something is because it was caught on high-definition video. And that cop literally planted a taser next to the dead body. And that cop didn't know they were being taped. And the young Dominican brother who had that tape, quite frankly, I'm afraid for his life. Because yeah, that, cause that young man was talking about, I had this footage, and they were just there like, I was kind of scared about turning it in. Because people know how bad it is. You know, I mean, even with the situation they had beforehand, you had Eric Gardner's situation in New York. That was taped. Those people still got away. Like, this is a pattern that really needs to get shut down. Okay, now the article pulled up here. Um, police commander over there by the name of John Burge and a group of road detectives called the Midnight Crew um, had went through in Chicago, almost all of them African-American men who had to go through um, this type of stuff, which also included... Um, a public memorial that's supposed to be established and access to services including counseling and free tuition to city colleges for the survivors and their immediate families. This happened from 1972 to 1991. So for people who like to talk about that's like, you know, oh, that that's a back in the day civil rights stuff. No, this is to, this is new. This is when a lot of us were born. No doubt. And no became, doubt. Those were prime years. 72 to 91. They were, they were really trying to get, those were crime years. No doubt. On many, on many levels. Not only, uh, like, people, me and Fusion were born between those years, but, you know, um, a lot of things, like, when people are talking about celestial events and planets, sun, moon, stars lining up, that was a prime time. So it's kind of weird that that, you know, and a lot of things happened during that time. I mean, you know, there was a, the CIA and FBI were at war with black people in America. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really talk about that. So during that time, you know, you know, they, they claimed to be, you know, not deal with domestic issues, but they were black, uh, CIA was messing with black people, uh, and during those times. No doubt. And of course the FBI was. And of course the NSA and everybody else was, you know, you know, 
there was never really any terrorism that black people were trying to perpetrate. You know, so, but, you know, but anyway, I just wanted to, it just made me think about that when you said years, because a lot of things were, a lot of other things were happening globally also and also nationally outside of the realm of police brutality. No doubt, no doubt. And it's interesting that you brought that up because when you look at this particular situation right here that went down, this happened to over 100 black Americans, mostly from Chicago's south side. These no men were subjected to electric shocks, burns, and mock executions to extract mm. confessions. So you literally had people feel like they were going to die. They forced some people to play Russian roulette. Now, this um, particular policeman was fired in 93, but was never charged with crime directly stemming from the violence because the statute of limitations ran out. In 2010, um, Burge got charged with obstruction of justice and perjury um, tied into a civil lawsuit that went down and eventually served about four and a half years in um, prison and all of that. And with all of this type of stuff, I mean, we talked about the Holman Square situation before in Chicago. Where yeah, that that's a place where people still look at that like almost like a, a national like quote unquote black site where people yeah, can yeah. go in there and all types of crap can happen before they get you know put back into the wind if they get put back there <laughs> and um what have you and you gotta think when you have people who just stay defiant against stuff like this like you can only have the type of mentality where you're just either evil and or entrenched in the old ways. It usually tends to be it usually tends to be a mix of both, you know. Like how can you just excuse doing this to people who ain't do nothing? Whereas, you know, you might feel like you're gonna get props for doing certain stuff or whatever. And again, prime example of well, why y'all so pissed off? Because of that. That's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to look at things, you know, in terms of, well, if it was a young, blonde, white girl, every, you know, hell would have broke, broke loose. But because, of, you know, it's a black dude or a black woman who you sign off on in terms of being either a criminal or a whore or whatever else, it's, it's, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, like, that's, that's something there where at least it's a little something that's um, for the betterment of folks. Um, let's get into some popular culture stuff to wrap the show up and whatever, because we, we had two heavy things we had to hit on. Um, okay, for um, all boxing fans, um, I hate to say I told you so, but I told y'all so. I told y'all so. Um, the Mayweather-Pacquiao um, fight went down um, last weekend, and one of the things I said was it's co- it was going to cost too much. People paid about $9,200 for a standard or high definition to see that joint. Now, shout out to our listeners. There are some people who um, said semi-legal to not-so-legal links to me if I wanted to watch it. Uh, because I had to do the marathon, I did not. I ended up seeing, you know, the joint later on, thanks to another person who sent me a link to that. And um, I would have been pissed if I paid that much money. Um, as somebody who watched boxing for a long period of time, relatively regularly till recently, now I'm personally more of a mixed martial arts fan. Um, Mayweather Pacquiao should have happened at least five to seven years ago. Because these guys, yes, they're good boxers and all of that. Good to great, depending on your viewpoint. But they're not in their prime anymore. They're not there. 
Secondly, so much money was on the line. I don't think either of these guys were going to really try to hurt each other. This is my personal opinion. And quite frankly, hey, if I'm about in my late 30s to 40s and I haven't had you know my head punched in yet because boxing is a, a, a sport where you're literally being punched to oblivion if you're not like a strategic type of person. Yeah, mm, whatever. Also with Mayweather, Mayweather has always been a mostly defensive boxer. You're not necessarily going to get a brawl from a Mayweather fight. He's the type of cat who's going to try to win off of points as much as he can. And when I saw the stuff I saw, and, you know, Pacquiao didn't go as hard body as he could have on the offensive end, it was going to be a guaranteed win for him. Now, this is me talking on the purely sports end. On the whole other end, I think both of these guys are dirtbags, and I don't want to support them on that level. Both of them are dirtbags. We already know about Mayweather situations that have literally put the man in jail for beating on women and other type of stuff. I think he's an arrogant prick, amongst other things. Brilliant businessman. Probably going to end up being at least in the top 25 of some people's boxing rankings by the time I get older. But he's a prick, and he's kind of an evil bastard. Pacquiao is a bit of an evil bastard, too. This is not the golden boy or the good versus evil thing people put out on him. Especially because Pacquiao, as a politician in the Philippines, is pretty anti-women and pretty, you know, not great towards people he doesn't feel are like, quote-unquote, Christian or Catholic. So, mm, I don't like either of these guys. On a personal level, but, hey man, boxing is boxing. Quite frankly, I think it did boxing worse than it did any good with them having this particular match time around because a lot of casual fans were pissed. I got up around 4 or 5 in the morning for the um, Pittsburgh Marathon to get ready to do that. And I looked on Facebook and Twitter, and there were so many people who were pissed. So, so let me say something real quick. Let me say something real quick now. Uh, I've been watching boxing for years, and I was kind of like a household, well, household favorite when it was a good boxing match, you know, or like the brotherhood of, of friends, brotherhood of friends, brotherhood of family members to get together. And so I, you know, I saw, I seen some good ones for my time period. Um, boxing, another name for boxing is called the sweet science. True. And that entailed you, the sweet thing, but like, what well, sweet, in other words, a person is not trying to really get hit, but they're trying to get points. The boxing is really a points game. Really. Now, people step outside of that a lot of times, and I think when they step outside of that in the sense of the um, the brawling aspect, I think, you know, that's what people want to see because a lot of times people really want to see a street fight. You know, deep down, you know, maybe not either of us, but, I mean, in, either of us in the context of a boxing match, but... It, 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 I think a lot of times it's that. And I remember back in the day, people thinking certain matches that there wasn't a knockdown or knockout being born. So, you know, I mean, you know, not, not all great fights ended in knockouts. Or, or some great fights went to distance. The days when people went 15 rounds. 15, 16 rounds. So, you know, we're in the day of people going 12. The boxing was different at one time. It was longer. You had to have been a good boxer to have been 15, 16 rounds. 
And it, I mean, good it, 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 uh, at minimum just for the stamina and, and cardiovascular, you know, breathing and, you know, heart, you know. So, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, not on a personal end because most people are dirtbags, you know. Um, I think that, um, I think, I, well, what I what I what I wanted it to do is to people encourage people to get back into boxing again. NBC is showing boxing again, first time in 30 years. You know what I'm saying? So that returned. So you know what I'm saying? You know, during the time of this fight emerging. So you know, hopefully there will be some good things for boxing, and it's just I like MMA, but I like boxing too. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I and I and I want this to get its shine again, and hopefully. People will be encouraged and, you know, don't be dismayed if they didn't like the Mayweather fight. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I mean, hope that doesn't happen, you know, because, you know, regardless of where you feel on personally, you know, boxing was something that a lot of people liked and like to get into and like to watch. And I still like to watch. So, um, you know, big up to both of them, um, you know, for, for making it happen, you know, whether it should or should happen earlier, you know. That's up to a person's personal views or where they analyze the game. But, you know, Pacquiao had a chance to knock him out, and he didn't. So regardless of what you think, whatever, he had the chance to. He was given a chance, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. So maybe, you know, at the end of the day, you know, and he know the game well enough to know that at the end of the day it's a, it's a points match. Don't get caught up in the emotion of it. He knew it was a points match, so he got outpointed. Yeah. So let's take it from there. You know, and, 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 and I'm not necessarily trying to rebut what the next person said. It, I've just seen some of this boxing that it's hard for me to, you know, unless if you ain't trying to, you know, that's a, that's a golden boy. You got to knock the golden boy out, period. If you don't do that and he is going on a points game, you know, that's just how it goes. And I've seen enough boxing matches where that just how it went. No doubt. And that's the thing I kind of found funny, which I guess because I grew up in a household where it was like all boxing, everything for the Friday night night lights, you know, joints. And way yeah. back when I was a kid, when they had the um, ABC, um, the Saturday sports joints. No doubt. Or whatever, like something that had those on in the afternoons. And then, you know, when HBO and Showtime and all them used to have like their pay-per-views, like, you know, I came up around the 80s and 90s. So, you know, like the Tyson era, the Riddick Bowes, you know, late Roy Jones, all of that. And I guess for me, like, right from the gate, because the way Floyd boxes, I'm like, it's not going to be a brawl unless somebody hurts each other's feelings beforehand. That didn't happen beforehand. And whatnot. Floyd's not that type of dude. If anything, again, I think he's a despicable human being, but the dude is smart with how he boxes and how he wants to make his money. There's a reason why the dude is called Money Mayweather and all that. And I don't think we're going to get too emotional to screw up his money. So, you know, that joint happened, and there are good boxers and stuff that are out. I just think the hype from the decade or so ago is going to have to take, a new, it's going to have to take new personalities to get it done. Because even with the way they're talking about, um, you know, possible rematch and all of that, it seems like nobody cares, and I think part of it was they almost over they overhyped it too much in a weird way. It fell it fell victim to the hype. Like if I'm paying ninety to one hundred dollars to watch something on TV, 
I wanted to be exciting. It might be the most unfair thing in the world, but I wanted to be exciting. I think a lot of people felt that way, and some people probably felt like they wasted their money for paying for that match. But that's the risk. Say la vie and all of that. Um, let's see here. What else we got going on? What else we got going on? Still in the building? Hello, hello? I'm here, I'm here. Okay, okay. Now, I just, I just want to make sure people were still um, in the mix. I know um, for folks who listen, our connection is a little weird, so I just want to make sure it was all good. Cause I, saw my, I, saw my, I, I saw my net joint dip real quick. Okay, it's all dandy. Um, on another sports end, um, I've had people at my 9 to 5 talk about this more, and quite frankly, I'm not the biggest NFL person like I used to be. But um, this deflate gate thing going on, where now the NFL is saying that um, it, you know, really looks like the Patriots, you know, deflated balls on purpose during the playoffs. There's some hurt feelings about this joint. There's some hurt freaking feelings. There are hurt feelings on multiple sides where, yeah, some people just they're like, we done told you, you know, the Patriots have been cheating for years doing this nonsense and y'all keep ignoring us till now. And now they got a Super Bowl and we don't even know if it's necessarily fair or unfair. And you got some people who would, you know, play your Tom Brady, who would just say, like, why y'all trying to mess up our golden boy, though? Why messing with our white boy who can play ball? And for me, I mean, you know, you shouldn't cheat, but would I be surprised if anybody cheats in professional sports? No. Am I surprised if anybody takes a dive or try to do something that helps them advance, whether it's steroids or deflating footballs? No. I'm actually just more curious to see if anybody's going to get punished or suspended for it. Otherwise, who cares? You wrote a 243-page report on this, and y'all y'all ain't trying to stop domestic violence or whatever in the freaking league or other stuff. Like, literally, I'm not exaggerating. A 243-page report was written on some damn deflated footballs. But when y'all try to, like, get on something real, you, you have people scare you away from, you know not taking any type of stance on some of these cats beating the hell out, hell out of women or something. No doubt. And all that, so... Yeah, let me see how let me see how the suspension goes on this, because they suspended this dude more than some of these cats who've literally gone to jail for other things. I'm I'm going to look at the NFL super sideways. I'm, I look at it sideways to a degree now, because I'm like, you have all them you know, ex-players who got mental issues, and they aren't trying to pay to, to help them out amongst other stuff. But if if Tom Brady gets less of a suspension than a cat who smoked a tree for this or any of the um, upper people in the Patriots, NFL has literally no cred after that. <laughs> None. But like I said, you already have some of these characters who like beat up on chicks and stuff get less of a suspension than somebody who smoked a joint. Well, wow. I, and I'm not saying that it, an, a sports league has to be the moral center of somebody, you should be your own damn moral center. Or ethical center or whatever. Like, I know these kids are like, look, y'all just here to play ball or do whatever sport we got to to make some money. But when you try to put yourself out on that level in terms of, like, we're the moral police, you need to act like the real moral police and have it be a a balanced type of thing. You can't have one kid who just there like, hey, you're making a little more money on sponsorships, so you're cool, but you know, four string player, you're suspended for the year. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> or whatever else. Hey man, you got us a Super Bowl, so you know, 
go in front of these cameras and and, and say you sorry and we'll 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 slide you back in. And like I said, another cat who smokes a tree, you out for like a few months. And some cats like you know beat up beat up on chicks or 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 other dudes or whatever have you. Nah, B, that's 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 corny, son. That's corny. So let me see here. A few bits of music news to close things out. Um. Errol Brown from the group Hot Chocolate passed away this week. No doubt. At the age of 71. Now, if you're not familiar with the group name or the um, singer-songwriter name, everybody knows that song, You Sexy Thing. Yeah. Oh, that brother, yeah. That, that, that brother did that. Mm-hmm, yep. Also known for the song that started with a kiss and then Brother Louie. Um, Hot Chocolate was bigger in Europe. Um, some of our UK people, shout out to them, had sent over this story. And when I saw the title, I'm like, is it that song? And, you know, I'm going to play myself and be real. Um, I didn't know that was a black dude who sang that song. Is that the one he said, I Believe in Miracles? Yeah, mm-hmm. I had, yeah, no, I had yeah. no clue that was a brother. Like, like, look here, nobody is so hardcore they don't like that song. That song jammed. <laughs> you know no, what I'm no saying? And that, that, no, that's no. a smooth, smooth joint. No, no, that was my joint. That is my joint, rather. <laughs> yeah, man, that that joint fly, that joint fly. And um, in 2003, he was honored by Queen Elizabeth II for his services to pop music, and made a member of the Order of the British Empire. He survived by his wife and two daughters. So you know, the brother made some you know dope musical contributions. I listened to some more of Hot Chocolate's music on the web today when I found that out, and I was like, dang, man, I'm I'm sorry, I slept on on your crew, man. No, what's, what's interesting about the Queen doing that is because, you know, um, soul music was not born in the UK. So, you know, that kind of represents really African-American artists from now to the 1940s who got more play, more respect in the UK and in Europe in general. You know what I'm saying? So... That represents really all of that from the jazz cats during the time of the Nazi era and who were in Europe. Um, that sticks out of my mind because there was a play. What's that play? What's that company um, uh, fusion that used to be um, in New Brunswick, New Jersey? It used to show black plays. Oh, Child Crossroads. Was, Crossroads Theater. Crossroads. They did a show back when I was a kid. I remember my school had went down there. And one of the shows was having to deal with black servicemen uh, in Europe during World War II. And I remember them bringing that up then, that, you know, black artists got more play, more recognition, more money um, there. You know what I'm saying? And not to get too deep or get be too long-winded with it, but, you know what I'm saying? When, I, when that brother gets recognized, he's African-American. He wasn't, he wasn't UK black. He wasn't European black. He was an American black man. So it, it it means something. It don't. We don't need the queen to tell us anything about how to make soul music. I mean, we were doing it before there was a king dumb in Europe or in 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 England. But it's because of the modern world the way it is. You know that kind of like is a, a pat on the back so that you know that you know you know you've done a lot for music globally. You know, and it means more. When the queen says it's been, you know, in the sense of the eyes of the, maybe the regular person. So, you know, big up to um, him, big up to the UK, and, you know, big up for black music being the phenomenon that it has been 
continue to be and forever shall be. Um, I was about to say, just on another end with um, folks who passed away and whatnot on the music legend end, um, R.I.P. to Benny King, man. Oh, no doubt. He's another one. No doubt. He passed away at the age of 76 um, during all the, the riots and situations, and that was the commentary writers focused on that, so I was able to mention that. But yeah, man, you don't want to talk about a man who made a contribution to soul music. Um, part of the Drifters, as well as his own solo joints, including There Goes My Baby, Save the Last Dance for Me, Stand By Me, Spanish Harlem, yeah. and That's more. Right. Um, Jersey, born, bred, and raised. Um, I didn't know he was from Jersey. He was um, from Jersey. Yep, 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 indeed. He passed away in Hackensack. Um, really? Lived around um, Teaneck and other various places. As okay. well as, um, you know, as well as New York City. Okay, okay. And yeah, man, like, he's one of those guys where even if you watch a lot of, like, quote-unquote retro, what people might look at as white movies that talk about the 60s and 70s and 50s, yeah. like, those soundtracks always have a bunch of songs by, like, um, R&B groups from back in the day. It's so right. back in the day. And, you know, Stand By Me, of course, people who've seen, like, Stephen King, Stand By Me, at least would know that particular song. And yeah. um, a bunch of um, other joints. This Magic Moment, I Count the Tears, Lonely Winds, all of that was, you know... That type of music is making was. a comeback, too. That type of music is making a comeback. It never, really never left. You know what I'm saying? Black music really doesn't go anywhere. It just maybe morphs into another form, but... That like even that song. What's that song? What's that? Is that about a weekend? That one song. Um, I care for you. But nah, those type of songs. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of cool because they're making a comeback. You know, that song I care for you and the Pharrell joint, which is kind of like a revisiting of like the style from the '60s and the '70s. So that's a beautiful thing, though. That you know, the, the cycle is coming back again. So you know. I also say that people realize that when you when you diss old music, you're really dissing yourself because it's things coming back, things. Oh, I don't but you listen to a song that's based upon a beat format, rhythm format of 1950s. So you know, one of those things. Anyway. No doubt, no doubt. Oh, I forgot he did that um supernatural thing, funk joint. Huh? Who is that? Um, Benny King. I'm just reading um, this obituary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, I, I no forgot doubt. about that song. That's He's funny. from that era. He's yeah. from that era with the 50s, early 50s and 60s, and people were doing that. That's the reason why I brought that up. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that song in a minute. It's just funny reading. I was like, oh, that what? I think about the voice. I'm like, that is him. Huh, okay. Um, definitely rest in peace, you know, to those two brothers who passed away. A um, little bit of legal news before I just close out with my viewpoint about um, the latest music streaming service title. Um, Bob James is suing Mad Lib and Stone Throw for copyright infringement. People have been sampling Bob James for a long time. For people that don't know, Bob James is connected to CTI label. Uh, white dude. Um, basically, most of his band members were, you know, he's basically doing soul jazz or jazz fusion. You know, which was like a creation by Miles Davis and like other people or whatever. But, but Bob James is that dude though. He is definitely that Bob James has a lot of good music and people been, so I'm not surprised, you know, that people, I mean, there was sampling issues with Bob James in the 80s. 
So it's not surprising. He is definitely that dude. I definitely recommend his music. No doubt, no doubt. And for a lot of um, hip-hop heads, there's a song of his called Nautilus that has been sampled an extreme amount of times and whatnot. Um, If you're a 90s head... That's a classic. That's a classic. If you're a a hip-hop DJ, that's an album you're supposed... Especially DJ from New York. Everybody who's DJ in New York, uh, Bubba Certain Age, got that record. No, that's classic. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, for like '90s heads, if you've heard Ghostface Killers, Daytona 500, that's yeah. that that's a, that's a, that's one part of it where it's like a blatant sped up sample. The da 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 that joint. And what's his name? Larry J. Blige did a did a joint from that too. Um, a lot of people, a lot of popular Be happy people sampled that. Yeah. Run D M C sampled that. They just didn't sample. Um, from, in other words, they sampled a Bob James record, but it wasn't that particular. It was a, it was a, he did a series of joints, one to four, where he was doing certain type of whatever, certain type of band members were there, and they sampled from one, and I think the, no, Nautilus is one, and I think the other one was, I think, a, well, I forgot the, the, the shit, the joint from Peter Piper was from another one, but it was kind of like, it's kind of same sound in these style joints. That joint, yeah. Yeah, that joint. That was those popular hip hop early early hip hop history, seventies hip hop history, when DJs were more a part of it. Those were records that people were using. That's why I'm kinda of harping on it. Those Slick were, Rick's those children's were big story joints. too sampled that. I didn't remember that off the top of my dome. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't sample the the record in question, the song in question, they sampled some of his early joints that normally from the nineteen seventies. Most of this stuff was from the 70s, at least, the, 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 you know, when hip-hop was, you know, coming up, it would get the, it wouldn't just be R&B records, you know, because there wasn't really a... Hello? Rap records from the 80s and 90s, or even try to use them without necessarily getting permission. They couldn't do that then. They would just rhyme off of, you know, you know, a lot of times it was mostly drum beats, you know, as opposed to whole rhythms. And back in the day, people were riding on drum beats from records. You know, Nautilus was, and the question, Nautilus got a drum beat in it, in the middle, towards the end, which is what Mary J. Blige sampled, which is what was one of the favorite things that people were riding off. It wasn't necessarily just rhyming off somebody's rhythm back in the day, but all more or less a drum beat, but yeah. No doubt, no doubt. And um, I think that what stuck with me with this story is that in this time and age, like, why are people playing games with samples? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the funny thing is, like, Mad Lib isn't, like, a quote-unquote big name, but he's a name enough right now where, you know, people are going to start looking at him, especially because we're kind of in the age where an indie can sell pretty good. Okay. And, you know, some indies can get to the Billboard Top 100 or at least their own top charts with hip-hop and what have you. And, you know... For me, a brother like Madlib who's been doing this for a minute, it's like, you know, bro, this ain't even like 2000 where people can't necessarily trace your joints or that people are clueless about, you know, somebody using their copyright. Just do better. Just, you know, write the, write, write the brother a check, man. P- pay it off. Ca- call it a day. I mean, this isn't necessarily like Jay-Z level, is, but, you know, at this juncture, everybody knows by now. You know, even if it's right from the gate, like, here's here's a percentage from publishing so you can leave me the hell alone. And I can do my flip, because my flip is helping continue your tradition of keeping your music alive. 
Yeah. Like, that's cool. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see if they settle this or not. But yeah, like um, you know, Bob James is an old hat at this. I wouldn't screw with him. <laughs> I would not screw with him. Be there, like, here you go, bro. Have a good day. Cause he's yeah. that type of guy who has you know enough money where he can break somebody if he wants to. And again, you know, come on there, Mad Lib. Get the permission and, and, and break the man off some money. I mean, What's he's from back in the day, but he still performs. That cat still performs with, like, other groups. Like, you know, like, cats from old jazz cats were were, 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 were big on forming new groups. And, you know, they just went by a different name. But, you know, people who maybe like a particular, oh, so-and-so is playing with so-and-so now. So, you know, it's like the movement continued or whatever. So, and he still does that. And, you know... He came in at a time when a lot of the greats were becoming gray and old. You know what I'm saying? So jazz is, is, is that's the thing about jazz. Jazz is definitely beyond the, the time continuum. Because early on, the elders were seen as the better cast. It's not like that with hip hop. You know what I'm saying? But in jazz, you know, the old and young thing, you, you, you couldn't really separate that in jazz. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't, you know, because cats knew. You know, they they was real clear in jazz about that. You know, as opposed to hip, as opposed to hip hop. You know, because truth be told, the best hip hop records have. You know, I I won't say ninety percent, but ninety percent of when this book wraps up will have already had taken place before the year two thousand. You know, look back. That'll be a smaller segment. It'll be in there, but you know. And I'm not saying there won't be some great stuff to be done that's not being done now or won't be continued to be done because that's how time is. It's such things are, that's what almost pie is, you know, where you, 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 you never kind of complete, it never, it's not a completion, it's a continuation. So, you know, there will be other great things, but, you know, the way the media is going and the way the game is going, you know, well, that's not a diss. That's the thing that's beautiful about the meet, you know, because, you know, I'd be at work and the radio would be going. Like, I heard that record an hour ago. You know what I'm saying? There's so many records that's not being played, you know, and that's not a diss to the cats of making it, whatever, whatever. But, yo, y'all, that, that whole system is just kind of like pigeonholing it. So the, the regular fan is not really getting every, not really getting the best. It's getting kind of what the company wants to push. So you have to be humble about that. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's some other people that are doing it and getting it in, but, you know, thank God for the Internet and for the people who want to push the, the freedom of it. No doubt, no doubt. And um, finally, to close off on music, um, since I had a few people ask me to talk about this, and um, I'm just going to be very brief in regards to it. Um, there's a new music service, streaming service out called Tidal. Now, there's some people who knew about it because it's supposed to be, you know, one of the uh, music streaming services supposed to be pro- providing more higher quality streams. And it's also supposed to be providing uh, more money to the artists that are being played. At least that's how it's being hyped up. And stuff in terms of royalties and all of that. And there's some people only know it because they're, just, they're like, hey, Jay-Z is, you know, one of the big shareholders in it and one of the big people who hyped it up. Um, I'm just going to be very basic on it. Um, I'm not mad that the service is out, not at all. I actually hope it does meet its rhetoric because music streaming now is one of the situations that I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. 
most music streaming companies had to make deals with various labels and individual artists to stream their stuff in the first place. The only thing that makes music streaming kind of weird is that it's literally fractions of a cent that get paid to an artist per spin. So when you hear a company talking about we're going to pay more than another company, that sounds cool. But the thing is, you can't promote that and be like, this is going to be a big revolutionary thing, which also is supposed to include exclusives from various artists and stuff like that on the quote-unquote major label ends and all that, and not be able to show the receipts. Jay-Z is an artist, whether you like him or not, as an artist or as a businessman, who knows how to sell cool. The only other hip-hop cat currently who knows how to sell cool and literally do nothing is... Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puffy, a.k.a. Diddy, whatever the hell name he goes on right now. And what have you. Like, Sean Combs is at the top of that list. And then it's Jay-Z. No doubt. Jay-Z is not good at selling revolution. He's not good at selling wholesale change on certain levels. On the corporate end, or no. And when people are just there like, Hey man, like even if you think that Jay Z the most brilliant businessman ever, it's like cool. Show the receipts. Let's see, because we can hype it up more. But people haven't done that on his and or on the corporate end as of yet. Mm-hmm. And it's very strange to have people act like, well, why aren't you asking Spotify and them questions? I'm like, I ask everybody questions. Mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous that people ain't even getting a, a penny per spend. But part of that's due to the companies, and part of that's due to the labels who are working with said companies. Because it's like how when certain people get played, you had the publishing companies and the labels get money first, and then through whatever other means they distribute stuff to artists. So it's like, why aren't the questions being asked in terms of why is the label system this way in terms of breaking people's pockets? Besides the fact of why is a certain business model this particular way anyway? And with the cat like Jay-Z, it's like, bruh, you know there's enough people who love you and hate you. And those who love you want to support you. Or those who disrespect you, not even necessarily love. But it's like, you can't just get on Twitter, say a few things, and think that everybody's supposed to be quiet. That's not how life works. You're a businessman. You should know that's not how life works. You know, a few tweets don't mean your company's doing good, bad, or in between. Because whether you like it or not, as a businessman, as a black businessman, and as a hip-hop businessman, you're going to be scrutinized more than most. That's right. Fair or unfair, that's life. That's how it's going to happen. There's no need to to, to, to throw no tears over it. But you just didn't get into an arena and say, I'm just new in the arena. You said, I'm going to change the game in terms of how basic people eat. And when you have independent artists who didn't know for a long time how to even get their music onto the service, that makes you look bad. It makes people look bad when they're like, so Spotify we know pays an average of this much. This company pays an average of this much. Pandora pays an average of this much. How, what are y'all paying on average? And nobody can pull up a number and say they're at least doing a fraction of a cent more. Because even that would be change. All that happened was this big press conference 
where a whole bunch of artists who already are making a ton of money, who are already corporate-backed, will, like, support this thing. And you think that nobody's going to ask, ask no questions? That nobody's going to scrutinize a little bit? That's dumb. I mean, I, like I said, I hope for the best for it. More people need to be able to eat off of their creative works. I mean, when the music art industry screwed up back in 2000, when Napster came out, did it take, take the reins of the digital revolution and distribution of music? They've been trying to eat off of artists more and more ever since. There's a reason why the 360 deal didn't really exist until the mid-2000s. But they try to take part of your touring money and part of your merchandising money now. No doubt. On top of other streams. But it's like, man, you know, th- this is a big risk that's being taken right now. Like, you're not selling this as being the upper echelon of music streaming alone. Show and prove. That's all I ask for. That's all I ask for because I'm not going like, I know for me as a, um, as a person, as a person who, like, actually pays money for a whole bunch of stuff, I'm not going to pay for a music streaming service or a video streaming service that's not going to provide anything that's of good quality. I'm not going to pay, like, on just that basic level, much less, you know, you're saying that it's going to go to, a, more is going to go to artists. And I'm a person who cares about an artist eating. And I don't see how the artist is going to eat more. Now, I know the takeover of this company, since title existed for a little while before it got um, purchased and stuff uh, by Jay and a bunch of other investors. Like, you're going to have to do a lot more than just be there like we're classy Spotify and have a few um, exclusive joints here and there. Because we're in the age right now where, like it or not, a bootleg is inevitable. Unless you're making the crappiest music in the world, a bootleg is inevitable. An exclusive is only going to be exclusive for so long. Like, your service is going to have to provide an ill audio stream. It's going to have to be stable. It's going to offer have to offer at least the same amount of music that anybody else can access on some of these services that are free. Or at least freemium, where you have a free level and a paid level. Then it's being there, like, pay more for my service, and hopefully you'll hear artists talking about, I'm going to eat more. That's not going to work. That's hustle game. That's weak hustle game. Especially in a growing corporate arena. More music artists and other people, especially those who have money, need to get involved in the music tech arena. It needs to occur. And this is just a first step into it, but, you know, brother, don't screw up. Don't hype up something that, you know, you can't back up. You know, don't write a check your ass can't, literally can't cash. Now, we're going to see how things go in the next few months. I mean, I know the company already has had layoffs and other type of things, and the recruitment has slowed down. But yet, people are trying to offer more exclusives, like um, we just mentioned the Prince situation. That they're actually doing for free. They're not charging you to, to join onto that for that moment. So that's cool. But, like, I know that JG is supposed to be doing, like, an all-B-sides joint if you sign on to it. Like, all B-sides content for some title listeners. And other various things. It's like, this got to be some high-quality stuff, man. Like, hype only goes so far, even in 2015. Because attention spans are like that. And people who are older just kind of like, meh, if they're stuck in their way, they feel like the system is good. So, we'll see what goes down with that. And, um, that is it. Next week, um, I know I'm going to try to see Avengers Age Ultron. So I'll probably talk about that during next week's show amongst whatever other news things are happening. But yeah, man, we got a lot of new music, a lot of old school jokes with people have dug out, so let's go ahead and get to the music mix. Um, it's good to be back in the um, 
continuation of what we've been doing here with the Syndicated Fuse Box Radio broadcast. 21st Century Black Radio, not ruled by payola or nonsense. Uh, we don't have to give anything we said during our commentary. But if you had your mind sparked and at least help you engage in some quality conversation, we've done our job and we've done it right and proper. And that's all we can ask for. We hope the music makes you nod your head, stop your feet. And, yep, we're going to get into it. DJ Fusion, Assault Raw, Fuse Box Radio. About to get into it. All right. You're now listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion. Cool. Uh, the 
the Uzis is navy blue, a couple coops. Satan around, stacking suckers, say the truths. Man, just for 40, done reducing. Cracking fish in the Ritz Carlton, take a piss. 69 floors up, sparking crisp money bags, stacked in duvet sheets. Few strange freaks, follow the race, walk through the gates. Pyrex, Cubano Connection, New York Mexicans, they call us the team for smuggling wet. The Al Pacino's are wrapped up, they planned it with me. Pass the baguette, gold Louis Fold, hand it to me. Raise the million champs, this is how civilians land. Furless sweat, stay in jets, kill a billion camps. Get strangled fast, still I cool on the fast, rocking the grill of glass, desert booed on counting a million cash. This is all I ask for. Love is fan war, let's build the masses. Sitting boats, sailing scenic routes, catch the quotes. Young armed and dangerous, bar couple posters. I'm like known in a couple coasts. Ray and ghosts, familiar with us, racing ghosts. I'm hearing howdy, 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 howdy. Madam sleeping on Egyptian cotton. Miles Davis vinyl still spinning. I've been a freak, Nick, I've been living. You see the Bentley and we smoking in the parking lot. Contract killer, so we rarely talk a lot. The Seppi's in my weapon when you see me stepping. 10th grade education with a Mac 11. The definition of a renaissance. Twice a day I change, watch the chains and the charms. Tatted on my back, chest and my palms. Then it's me and Diddy Dice games at the palms. Blew a million cash just to let what what watch. Take it down to the lobby, get what you watch. Tinted window smoking with a screw face. Black hoodies on, bully stickers, Wu-Tang. Very white blaring in the white bins. Grinding like I had a curly perm back then. It's Rose in the 40 up. Pink ballet in the duck up. Now. Okay, baby. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Hey, yo. Jumping out the shower, Jewel's on. Heated up, fluffy polo towels in Melbourne. Getting it. Hands is ashy, cash keep coming. Dice hand like low pole. Young God bowling with thunder. Betting bricks up at the Nick game with Cubans from Biscayne. Burning the cash, throw cigars with a big flame. Godfather coats and hard bottoms. Everything down the crib, the holes and gear, we got them. It's the lean team, Medellin King, shop like fresh fruit, like old Grand Earth, cut of green beans. We'll cut you and you and you. This is me, Ray and Rick, box cutters on cruise. Now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse. Such an insane mood I'm in and this is brain food Nourishing everything from ice cube to GameCube Soul Calibur, crack a challenges, head like Gallagher Grandma be my, that's why my points are more valid Heavy artillery shot at a high trajectory Affected with deadly weapons, you need attention Medically incredible like I'm the Hulk I throw around the Olympic weight Flow is so catchy, soul veggies on the dinner plate Get it straight Uh-huh you lack an imagination, get sacked on the line of scrimmage, bang the cage. Uh-huh. Animal, mutant, mechanical, human, contaminated, polluted, my DNA been rearranged. Uh-huh. 
My molecular makeup was hammered by Bruce Banner Gamma rays just to set the stage It's just a phase, not a period of days I mean energy oscillations and metaphysical waves So veggie era forever level the game Story filled, one-winged angel, yeah, you know the name Fact, allow me to reintrust Nah, rather I keep it simple Backstrap with a black contract missile I spit a pistol with you, rocket launcher, thought with inches, BB tongue, flung official, water gun, verse a missile. Y'all are semi I'm automatic, I'm ready, you target practice, I'm deadly, my boss sporadic attack with the force of ratchets, pocket full of killer gadgets, bullet fragments from a lyrical static, cranium shattered, aiming at typical rappers who lack supreme Woo! weaponry, scope trajectory, flow with gunpowder chemistry. Uh, banging that soul veggie, smoking them roll veggies, 2015 red man, but no Reggie, flow so deadly, they been hunting me for Years, but no one's brave enough yet to go get me Yeah, I'm standing right here I try not to flex much Cause the planet might tear Lord Thanos, these mortals try and stop me But they know the cause Drop science like Neil Tyson Degrassi Used to watch Degrassi And I find it so fun that In this day and age Wheelchair Jimmy who run rap Who the thunk that? The Kool-Aid you shouldn't have drunk that I'll smack your head off your neck Cradle and dunk that What? I can tell it the way it's been told. Your big bro been cold. Just check the zip code. One nine, one straight eight. Let off a clip load from the intro. Fans give me five like Ben Folks. Zach Taylor, OG Black Ranger, Master Don Rhymes. Every track bangers. I used to call all of the rappers over 30 dumb. Then I got my biggest break when I was 31. Second skin, you can check it on Netflix. I respite rappers that are begging for respite. The respite rhymes that belong in the cesspit. You Spit raps that makes you look desperate Verbally blowing it up like hyperbole Soul veggie soulfully conducting rap surgeries FYI, I like you to know I hear you biting the flow I see you biting the show I know you like it, it's dope Your hype is a joke Your writing is broke A Michael with flow is a consummate pro <laughs> You know it's the truth The flow is aloof Music up, shoot em up Clive O in the booth Body foes and body blows You gotta know I'm the teacher rapper Everybody knows Like the Konami code Up, up, down, down Left, right Bless Mike's Third bear's chair, cause the rhyme fits just right. Also, I keep the mic in my torso. You gone though, new album now in store. So, check your local grocer, Philadelphia, the bean town. We beam down to bring you supreme sound. Let's go. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. About to get this cash and roll me a J. Should I grab a QP for GP? Man, I'll be good the whole week. Won't see me. Yeah, I'm in the crib loaded. Watch how I promote it. Send a text to all my bitches just like roses. It's a party. You're all invited. United. Like the states, you can't divide it. It's in my hand, son. Now I'm feeling it. Sticky, fluffy, puffy, loud. Killing it. I might do a dance. Start blowing smoke circles. Lime green, orange hairs, but it's so purple. Like Barney. I love trees and trees love me. Moscato bubbly and a little Bellevue. Damn right, I'm getting hammered. Signing off, check one, two, Jermaine. Sims. I got some weed, y'all. 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 I got some weed,
I'm rolling up the Connors. Laid back is where you find us. Locate the signers. When I smoke, call me your highness. I climb the ladder. Whether wax crumble or shatter, it doesn't matter. If it's blunts, I make them fatter. No small amounters. Deal with doubters. It's all about us. And far from childish. Twisted trees. Who got the loudest? Go see the red. Take a hit. Choke in the chair. Dope in the air. Fire like a smoky the bear. Starting to slice. They tell me that the garden is nice. Now $30 a gram. Please pardon the price. I was once low key. Now it's rarely as no me. Smoking on that white fire. Alien OG. Mason jar. Dogs start chasing cars. On the full moon, I light it up. Facing Mars. A lot to heat. Finally found the spots I need. Like Chappelle half baked when I got some weed. Oh, 
Fusebox Radio.
been in the wrong system, the wrong territory for way too long. If I say it's right and I show it to Johnny, looks back at me like it sounds wrong. Why right. am I making music for them? Ask him, me the label or him? I go mad showing people idiot tunes, cause really why it goes in. That's right. I'm torn between catering for me and the fans. I'm going mad. I only hear my big hits where people go to get tans. What's sad to me is they want easy, I can't show skills. Huh? For the way with music they want, brother, I don't want middles. I step back looking in from the outside, wondering if it sounds right. Sounds good to me, on this path it's good to be. You could do the hook for me, or I could do the hook for free. Got a read, books of one, leave an hour gap then I'm booked to free. I step back looking in from the outside, wondering if it sounds right. Really, why he goes in? 
shit gon' be mad, right? Ain't that too bad, right? Wanna catch that cab, right? Take back that bag, right? I guess this she just gon' go buy herself that purse. At first, I guess this she just gon' go swipe by herself worth. That's cold, now I'm the villain. Not really, I'm just chillin'. Tryna stack these 20s, 50s, 100s, millions to the ceiling. Mary, Mary, all I need. Money, money, ew. And all my women in doubles, I'm at the double tree. All I hear, callin', I wildin'. On the road, like every day, we everywhere. In a day and anywhere that the money say. No questions, no questions, please. Just on your knees, blow, don't sneeze. Shut up, don't breathe. Autopsy said it mash All praise to Allah Now Ramadan But he's fast In the party Pull up a skirt Just Who her? I forgot her name Like I don't Like I don't know nobody Ooh Like I don't Like I don't know nobody Ooh Like Ooh Like I don't know nobody Like I don't know nobody Like I don't know nobody I guess I don't Another lawsuit. It cost so much, man. I should've went to law school. Everybody brawling, it was all cool. Till I hit the bartender with the bar store. I don't with fake dudes wearing fake truths. I just talked to two chains and he said true. I feel like MJ. I'm in his shoes. I'm talking Monta Jordan. This is how we do. Bustin', bustin', and I lay low. She ain't really bad, she a photo thot I shall hire this, this She so damn good at Photoshop That Lexi Pro got me drowsy Then a heart attack I think they finally think they get me Where they want me at I got 700 emails in my inbox What that mean? I ain't calling nobody like back I Like I don't know nobody Ooh, like I don't Like I don't know nobody Ooh, like ooh like I don't know nobody, like I don't know nobody, I guess I don't. Stairs this evening, God fearing, but God knows I'm on the road. At the Louvre in Paris, still be on the block like a corner store. Ain't my fault, you ain't the man. Made a plan, man, they was playing. They sleeping on me like long flights. I pop his on the way to France. Paparazzi like, oh, that's him. Pull that gym, let's get faded. Drinking like it's no tomorrow. What's today? I'm in the matrix. Hey, them, please let me live my life. Swear to God, I'ma try to do right. But if she bad, I might hit a in the elevator like Ray Rice. Ooh. Y'all pay the price, I pay the difference, it's just different Say money ain't nothing different Gunshots and jumping fences Hold on, I'm trying to get loose Please don't get, get confused Ask Don C, I've been lit This yay sh- just lit the fuse Now I'm on fire, everybody go quiet Like where was you last week? The f*** was you hiding? Like I was laying on my arm, I'm on my side South side, I'm down to start a ride Like I like I don't know nobody like I don't know nobody. Ooh, like, ooh, like I don't know nobody. Like I don't know nobody. 
yes I don't
listening to Fusebox Radio. Cavalli bodies and Cervantes, Garavani Galactic, it again, the lower temperature Intica blowing in my review, mirror Pino Fugio pouring inside her platforms She'll be vertical limit before the sky's born, the festivities just begun The extremities in the rum, the activities On the sun and we flying it just for fun Falling out the air, planes parachute Through something so unusual, the wears What we used to, Mattel, metallic toys Tipping every temptress, of course they know My Morse code, decoded it means Something reckless, beautiful black glamour Yes, we exuded, shoot it in the Veins get high, not vain, but vivid. New York nightcap, toast to the skyline, a skyjack, laughing with Latin ladies on a Lamborghini launching pad. Mr. Sir, sip a lot, glitz on the Ritz a lot. Switch them into we should set a mini motor micro bot. Now we on the shot clock, how many can we take to that buzzer go off? And we dressing up the place. Clean up your act, you have a movie to star in. The mean action pack film, I cash you act. Thrill award winning war jacket, so cold, cobras, Cosby, so coma. Stone with Medusa, the cold rolling stoner, the heist, the magic in. In minutes, the stars all revolve around you. Bright lights. Hey girl, let's leave tonight. Hey girl, let's catch this flight. Hope you're not afraid of heights. Bright lights. Hey girl, let's leave tonight. Hey girl, let's catch this flight. Hope you're not afraid of heights. Cosmopolitan candy clashing with Cleopatra. Gold sugar casino, the Valentinos be at ya. Blonde bomb on her arm, Ebony Queen mix. Drenching of the Lolio, slipping inside the Stolio. Last call before we exit on the Skyway. Next stop, we lay on Sean Celizay. Venom and Vixens, lap limbo, sideways samba. Stick the joystick, joy riders might smile with a slight crime. Stop on my side as the boogie and the kiddo. Or the kiddo as the boogie, do you mind? To be my soul vibration, I do, but loud, Ash with the Simpson, you know you get it, timeless the West. Right, lights. Hey, girl, let's leave tonight. Hey, girl, let's catch this flight. Hope you're not afraid of heights. Right, lights. Hey, girl, let's leave tonight. Hey, girl, let's catch this flight. Hope you're not afraid of heights. This is what I'm talking about. INS killers, they lay them down and choke them out. Open up your ears, cause I'm what the streets talking about. Back to the basics, don't make me pull my walkman out. Boombox, break beat, I don't play on safe street. Me and Deck gang bang the beat, no break street. Dion, how I run the turf, shooting like I'm Sheldon's work. Instrumental pillaging, cause all I do is break beats. The cow brought that low rhyme back. Juries on my shoulders, I hope it don't make my spine crack. Hit me, but they see me, Ray Charles, no contact. Building like a contract, I know my haters mind that. But fuck what they think, all I do is motivate. Long as they respect and keep it moving like a roller skate. Caught a gang rep until I die, I can hold the weight. Trigger finger click, Adam Sandler, I control the state. The product is pure, too raw for a plastic bag. I pack a blast, hit your dome like Cassius Jab. Mash out the packed house, that wow. 
Stacking chips like I'm working in the snack aisle. Wow, they getting mad cause I'm getting double. I stay on top like I'm living in the crib above you. It's only hating when they love you. Bubble on the food chain. Wu-Tang recognize what's new, king. You king. Salute your excellency. So cold with the heat. Check my weather degree. I'm a stat boy, that boy. Do it to death. With do wet, make the youth choose to move in the steps. INS, bless your brain cell with finesse. Something like a school test with the papers and checks. Yeah, it's deck and it's BI. We really mean biz. Got the streets lit, kinda like that Billy Jean fizz. Now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Yeah, a little part of me died with Mike Brown. And hard for me to breathe when every gonna hit the ground. No justice, no peace, the soundtrack of the town. And some was frustrated, felt the need to burn it down. And we will rise again the only way that we live. And all the time, the back of my mind is three-fifths. I never stopped praying, but I'm sick of protesting. Born in the war, but they gave me no weapon. Angry black man, right? Always so aggressive. Turn the other cheek or get smacked with oppression. My pops taught me at a young age how to see. And certain rules of the world don't apply to me. They didn't have in mind when it was written I guess we asked for it just by having skin pigment Never been to jail, but police know me well Dollars on stash just in case I need bail Red and blue lights, I try hard to keep my distance A brother like me always fit the description Why is that? Still scratching my head And hoping I don't end up accidentally dead I'm disgusted, my mind has adjusted That justice applies to everyone but us Whether black or black or a modern day lynching God's law, not y'all's, I kinda see the dissension change never came sam cook keep the tension and folks only righteous for retweets and mentions leadership is lacking y'all we need to organize mobilize strategize and aim towards the sky we fell for the trap and now i can't stand it tried to act nice but it's time we demand it come together or forever be mistreated the people united will never be defeated people our people in this country have been held in check more by fear than anything else today that fear is on so that when they explode, there is nothing that the white man can use to really contain that explosion. Uh, we, we are extremely angry over the plight of our people, and we know that it's going to take some extreme action to correct this plight. You never will get protection from the federal government. That's like uh, King is asking the Kennedy to go to Alabama and stand in the doorway, put his body in the doorway. That's like asking the fox to protect you from the wolf. And when black, now the mass of the black people can see this. There's only the Negro leadership that proves you are a handful of Negroes who think that they're going to get some kind of recognition or protection from the government. The government is responsible for, for what is happening to black people in this country. If they were citizens, you wouldn't have a race problem. If the Emancipation Proclamation was uh, authentic, you wouldn't have a race problem. 
that supports the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment to the Constitution was authentic, you wouldn't have a race problem. If the Supreme Court desegregation decision was authentic, you wouldn't have a race problem. All of this is hypocrisy. And it is this hypocrisy that has been practiced by the so-called white, so-called liberals for the past 400 years that compounds the problem, makes it more complicated instead of eliminating the problem. J Fusion. Yeah. <laughs> 
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse.
Swinging it. 